Hello. Thanks for joining today. You know, the last two weeks, we've talked with someone who had been working with for many years here at the church, and he had recently made a huge decision and had taken a big step in his life. So today, I want to follow that up with talking about decisions that we have to make. We all have to make them. So grab a coffee, find a comfortable place, and get comfortable and hear the, hear the word of God in regard to this making of decisions in our life. Um, take this time for yourself just to relax and, you know, feed your spirit. So, you know, we all come to a point in our lives where we have to make big decisions and we aren't very sure about how to make a decision. We might even pray and still not have any answers. But we also have to make decisions day by day, minute by minute sometimes. But you know, it can get really hard and especially in a time like what we're in right now of such uncertainty and change. Sometimes we're even in a place of confusion. So much is going on in our minds all of the time. You know, we as a church are in the midst of a prayer and fast right now. And I've been praying for more clarity to hear God's voice to hear what he is saying, how he is directing, and to help to communicate that to others. And you know what? If anything, through this time of prayer and fasting, God has shown me just how much activity there is going on in my mind at all times. So I'm really trying to practice just getting still and being in a place of rest and quiet and a place where I can hear his voice. You know, I believe that that's the first place we must get to when we are making decisions, especially big decisions. So part of that is right in this moment to decide to quiet yourself, to grab a coffee, a tea, to sit and hear this short message, to give yourself time to connect with the word. Don't you find that we're in such a time where we only have short snippets of time that we want to spend on something? But I say give yourself this time today. You know, it's my prayer that today, that together we will all come away with a bit more wisdom, knowledge, and understanding about the importance of making the right decisions in our lives and how the Holy Spirit, God, wants to help us with this. He doesn't leave us here on our own. He never leaves us nor forsake us. So first, let's talk about the types of decisions that we make. And they all start with the C, so they're going to be easy to remember. And the first one is clear decisions. Clear decisions. They are the obvious, they're important, and they're black and white issues that the Bible specifically addresses. There's something that we don't have to think about very much. Imagine if someone is in a situation where it would be easy to say cheat on taxes or cheat on a test or cheat paying a large bill. Well, we wouldn't need to pray about discerning God's will for too long. We know what is the right thing. And I'm so glad that God has these types of clear decisions for us. It protects us. It guards us. And in the moment, we know what's right or wrong. Even ones like do not gossip or do not covet or envy or lust after someone other than your spouse. 
You see, these make our decisions clear, makes it clear for us what decisions to make. So the first one was clear decisions. The next one is commonplace decisions. Commonplace decisions are insignificant issues that the Bible doesn't even address. You know, for instance, we don't need to pray about what flavor of ice cream to order or what clothes to buy. Although I have to admit, sometimes there are so many flavors to choose from, I need to pray because I want to have them all. But those kind of commonplace things, we don't necessarily need to pray about. In fact, most of our decisions in life are this way. God simply expects us to make a choice and move on. We have intelligence, we have wisdom, and we can just make those decisions and move on. So you can see that a problem occurs when we place too much weight to decisions such as these, spend too much time contemplating these types of decisions, clear decisions, for example, um, where, where we don't really need to spend too much time on those. We know the difference or commonplace decisions. We don't need to spend too much time on those. Or worse yet, when we second guess ourselves and our decisions in these areas, over and over again, we're, we're thinking that we've made the wrong decision or we could have made a different decision. That can stonewall us. The third one is conscience decisions. They're issues that the Bible addresses, but are up to the prerogative of the believer. For instance, Paul speaks of moral issues of conscience in Romans 14 and 1 Corinthians 8. In Romans 14, we find there that the believers were wondering if it was permissible to eat meat sacrificed to idols. You see, they were still all caught up in all of the rules that we find that the religious leaders had put on the people. And Paul tells them in Romans 14, clear instructions about how to deal with these sorts of things. He says, don't tear apart the work of God over what you eat. Remember, all foods are acceptable, but it is wrong to eat something if it makes another person stumble. It is better not to eat meat or drink wine or do anything else if it might cause another believer to stumble. You may believe there's nothing wrong with what you're doing, but keep it between yourself and God. It's a conscious decision. It says, blessed are those who don't feel guilty for doing something that they have decided is right. But if you have doubts about whether or not you should eat something, you're sinning if you go ahead and do it for you are not following your convictions. If you do anything you believe is not right, you are sinning. That's in Romans 14 verses 20 to 23. And it's very clear there, isn't it? When we have a sense that we're doing something wrong, that's in our conscience and we do it, then we are sinning. You know what, on a side note, where we are currently in history, in the midst of a pandemic because of COVID-19, we can think about how this might apply to our current situation. You know, some of us have convictions about certain things and some of us don't. And there's a lot of division going on. 
You know, in 1 Corinthians 8 verse 9, it says it like this, but you must be careful so that your freedom does not cause others with a weaker conscience to stumble. So clearly there is an aspect of making decisions where we consider the other people involved. A modern day example might be eating a juicy cheeseburger in front of say a new Hindu convert who is formerly vegetarian or in front of someone who say is in the midst of a, of a prayer and fast. You see, there's nothing wrong with eating meat, but as a believer, you might voluntarily abstain from these things for the sake of conscience or for the purpose of reaching others for Christ. You know, 1 Corinthians 9 verses 20 to 22 really, really explains this. It says, when I was with the Jews, I lived like a Jew to bring the Jews to Christ. When I was with those who followed the Jewish law, I too lived under that law. Even though I am not subject to the law, I did this so I could bring to Christ those who are under the law. When I am with the Gentiles who do not follow the Jewish law, I too live apart from that law so I can bring them to Christ. But I do not ignore the law of God. I obey the law of Christ. When I am with those who are weak, I share their weakness. For I want to bring the weak to Christ. Yes, I try to find common ground with everyone, doing everything I can to save some. And that again was 1 Corinthians 9, 20 to 22. The last C decision we make is complex decisions. Complex decisions are decisions that are very important for our lives, but they aren't explicitly mentioned in scripture. For instance, where should I work? What should I be my career? Who should I date? Or should I get married? When should I get married? Who shall I marry? Should I go back to school? Or try to get a job? Where should I buy a house? What city should I live in? What career or degree should I pursue? Should I try to plant a church in a different city? Or should I build a ministry with using my gifts? You know, there's many questions like this. And you know, those kind of questions we look at as complex decisions. You know, we might characterize these four different decisions in this way. The first two types of decisions, we don't necessarily need direction. Well, you know, really, we can decide to not seek direction for any of these decisions. But I have found it so much more beneficial and helpful to my life to seek God's direction in the last two areas. The conscience decisions and the complex decisions. You see, in John 10, verse 2 to 4, it says, My sheep hear my voice. And it goes on to talk about how it is normal for every child of God, for every Christ follower, to hear God's voice and see, hear his direction as well. And it's in our best interest that we seek God's wisdom and direction for our big decisions, our complex decisions and our conscience decisions. 
you know, for peace in our lives and for joy in our lives. If we wait for God's direction on certain decisions, it will be so much easier for us. We would be full of peace. You know, but sometimes we see God as an angry rule master who wants to take away our enjoyment and all of the joy in our life. But as Paul says, God's will is good, pleasing, and perfect. You know, I thought about that and I, and personally, I can't remember a single time that I followed God's will and regretted it. But I can think of many times where I resisted God's leading and I was led to realize that I should have followed it. You know, most often I would have saved myself a lot of time if I had just followed what I felt he was showing me, but instead I chose to go a different direction or make a different decision. And I always in the end realized that that first decision was the one that was right for me. You know, if God really loves us enough to give us his son, why would we believe that he would hold it back on anything else, on helping us to make decisions in our life? Romans 8 says, what shall we say about such wonderful things as these? If God is for us, who could ever be against us? since he did not spare even his own son, but gave him up for us all. Won't he also give us everything else? Who dares accuse us whom God has chosen for his own? No one, for God himself has given us right standing with himself. Who then will condemn us? No one, for Christ Jesus died for us and was raised to life for us. And he is sitting in the place of honor at God's right hand, pleading for us. And that's in Romans 8. So let's close in prayer today. And let's remember to seek God in, in, to help us in our decision making. And next week, we're going to talk a bit more about how to do that. But let's, let's end in prayer. Praise you, Lord God. Father, I just thank you so much for this teaching today, Lord. Uh, reminding us that you are there to help us when we have to make those hard decisions. And so, Father, I just uh, pray for everyone who's watching today who is facing hard decisions right in this moment or will face them tomorrow or the next day. God, I pray that they remember this teaching, God, and that you do want to guide us and lead us in the way that we should go. And so, Lord, I thank you, Lord, also for your help in making those first two decisions that we talked about, the clear decisions. God, I thank you, Lord, that you do show us the way to go and that we can have faith in that, that you're walking with us in that, in, in our lives. So I just pray for everyone here that you bless them. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Mm -hmm.